It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, good evening and welcome to Red Friday ahead of the start of possibly the most bizarre season in Scottish football history. Well, you could argue last season, I guess. The Scottish Premiership returns tomorrow, albeit without the fans, and it's Rangers who come to Pataudry on day one. Don's boss, Derek McInnes, is aware that to get the win, it's not going to be easy. To get all three points, we have to play well for 90 minutes against that team who have got a good attack and threat to them and... Uh, I've got good players, so that, that's a tough task for us, but it's a task we're looking to go and try and, and put on them and try and win all three points. Um, we want to uh, get off to a good start for our own styles, our own campaign, and regardless if um, any of our opponents play well, come into the game in good form, bad form, we've got to concentrate on ourselves and, and try and uh, bring winning performances more often. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yes, good evening. I'm Mike. I'm joined in the studio by Dave McDermott. Good evening. Evening, Mike. Yes. Uh, do you know what? The first thing I've got to say is what a relief to hear that music and to feel like we're doing something normal football-wise. It is. Uh, I think when we, we were last on air, Friday the 13th of March, what a and we, we said that we'll be back. We don't know when. I don't think at that point we thought it would be as long a gap as this, but in the height of lockdown, I think we, we somehow didn't think we'd actually be back at the end of July. So it's uh, great to have football back. It's not football as we know it, but it's, uh, it is football. Yeah, and it is such a relief to see a full set of fixtures over the next few days. We've got four games in the Premiership tomorrow. Then, of course, Sunday it's Celtic Hamilton and then Monday Ross County Motherwell. Uh, but of course, the big one for the Dons, we've been here, uh, well, not that long ago, actually, in a similar uh, opening day situation, but it is Aberdeen against Rangers. It's a 12.30 kickoff tomorrow. As you said, it is going to be very, very different in terms of, well, the no atmosphere. Yeah, no atmosphere in terms of lack of fans, but uh, as Joe Lewis said last week, you know, if if any Aberdeen player is not up for it, as though it was a full pack Pataudry, then they shouldn't be playing for Aberdeen. I don't think when that whistle goes, it will be anything other than a typical Aberdeen Rangers game which will mean that there were plenty of talking points to discuss after and having watched some of the games in England behind closed doors it started a little bit like everyone was a bit unsure but slowly and surely it came on to lots of controversial games and there were lots of moments in the games just like and you almost began to forget that there weren't actually there wasn't actually a crowd there when you were watching on the telly yeah, the broadcasters, I think, have done a great job in terms of trying simulating the atmosphere uh, with the uh, crowd noises, etc. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you only have to look at some of the incidents that have happened down south that uh, p- the players are giving 100%. It's going to be different. There's no doubt that football needs the fans back. Otherwise, it's not uh, not football. And financially, we need the fans back sooner rather than later. But obviously, safety is the priority. We're going to come on to the game tomorrow. But first of all, pre-season, it's been a very unusual pre-season, condensed in some ways, very long in others. Uh, just a, a real strange situation for Derek McInnes and the team to deal with. From a Don's perspective, though what's your kind of thoughts on how it's gone I think the return of Johnny Hayes uh, is a, a huge boost Johnny is known to everybody at Pataudry he knows the place and it's great to have him have him back he's looked good in the, the two games I saw along with Andrew at uh, Pataudry against St Johnson and, and Hibs last Saturday but uh, and then of course Ryan Edmondson joining this afternoon alone from Leeds because Sam Cosgrove Joining Curtis Main in the sidelines is not what we want to hear, but Bruce Anderson, he scored twice in the friendly at Cormac Park against Ross County. He scored against St Johnson, our only goal in the 2-1 defeat. So 
you know, it's a big opportunity for Bruce. He's scored against Rangers before, so he, he <laughs> knows what that feeling's like. Um, but it, it's just the proof of the pudding will be once the games start because yeah. there has been an awful lot of uh, strange results or particularly in the, if you look back to when Germany started there was a lot of games that didn't end the way that the, that the punters thought the, the pundits thought thought they would so it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens tomorrow yeah of course crowd plays such a big part especially for the likes of Rangers and Celtic in the sense that they're used to crowds of 40 50,000 um in ho- at home games and obviously tomorrow is a home game for the dons it does just make you wonder whether that is going to play more of a part, not just on tomorrow, but on the season as a whole. Yeah, I think the important thing, Craig Bryson, who I spoke to after the Hibs game, he was say, saying that once the game starts, the the players, you just blank out the fans and get on with it. So hopefully that, that will be the case. But uh, last December, when Rangers last visited Pataudry, the fans had a huge part to play because, if you remember, we were 2-0 down before John Gallagher scored his only goal for Aberdeen and then Andy Considine got the equaliser for a, a 2-2 draw. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's no doubt it will be different and it's who responds to that difference that, that those differences that will come out the stronger I think Well let's talk a bit about Ryan Edmondson then he signed on loan from Leeds United it uh, went through this afternoon and uh, yeah it's it's a needed signing given the injuries to Sam Cosgrove who's looking likely to be out for up to 10 weeks with a, with a knee issue is that is that the case is it looking as bad as as they f- is feared It seems to be um, mm. although it could, it could be a lot worse as the manager said in, in press this week but uh, I, I, I do think Ryan Edmondson will probably get placed on the bench at best because mm-hmm. Bruce Anderson as I say has been knocking knocking the goals in in pre-season as he, as he always does um, but uh, it's an interesting one um, as again as the manager said there's not a lot of players out there because half of the players down south haven't played since March he hasn't got a lot of first team experience mm-hmm. uh, he's played a couple of times for Leeds he played for York City as well um, and he's an England under-19 international who scored against Greece on his debut for the under-19 so he's obviously got a bit of pedigree and uh, well, you don't get to through the, playing at Leeds without uh, without being having something about you so it'll be an interesting one and uh, I hope he does very well in his short spell here at Pittori. Yeah and it's a, it's a good time for him to come in and really sort of show what he's made of 19 it's the kind of age where you want to see players breaking into the first team and he's had less chances than maybe he would have liked and there is an opportunity for him here to make a name for himself. There is, he made his first team debut at the age of tender age of 16 so anybody that's playing first team football no matter where professional football at that age has obviously got something about them so yeah. it's a big opportunity for him as well uh, to show Leeds what he's worth once the, the season their Premier League season gets back underway Yeah, one of the changes is the substitutes this season we're going to be seeing more substitutes up to um, five Yeah, which is a real interesting one I think um, given the strength of the, the squads with the most money in the league the likes of um, Celtic and Rangers does that give them an advantage or do you think across the board it just brings a welcome bit of relief that you know you've got players there yeah the, the argument down south was that the, the richer clubs the big four down south have got with huge squads have got a bigger advantage but what it does do is you, you know you look through the AFC squad list and there's some youngsters that have been given squad numbers and mm-hmm. they might even on the, being on the bench and not coming on is a great experience yeah. for, for any youngster likes of Mark Gallagher who was signed from Ross County Last year he's been given number 20, 27. Young Connor Barron, uh, 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Hanrati, 34. And Luke Turner, the centre-half, 38. Michael Dangana, 42. And Calvin Ramsey, who's uh, 
one to watch out for. He's got number 44 and uh, Ryan is number 32, by the way, for those interested in numbers. Well, I think there is a lot of Don's fans that want to know the numbers. And just from the list there, uh, you did mention Calvin Ramsey, one to look look out for there. Is that the kind of, is he the one that you would say to keep an eye on? Yeah, along with um, Miko Verton, who he plays central midfield, he had a great season on loan at Arbroath last year. Uh, he may well go out on loan again because we're quite well equipped in that department but I think Miko is definitely one who's got a real chance to, to shine and make a name for himself and I think the Derek and the, the team have been very impressed with him. There is something to be said about playing uh, at the likes of Arbroath and playing against the real uh, hard professional Scottish players because it's a very different environment and it's one that you certainly don't get much time to grow up. Yeah and uh, I know from speaking to Miko he absolutely loved his time playing under Dick Campbell who is <laughs> very much a, a, a unique manager and with his own style so yeah it certainly is one to toughen toughen up the youngsters because yeah. there's no no quarter asked or given in these leagues no absolutely not uh, so then looking ahead to tomorrow 12.30 kickoff at Pataudry it's Aberdeen against Rangers they don't I mean Celtic Rangers, they don't come a lot bigger as opening day fixtures come as this. And it is a real opportunity, though, from the Don's perspective, I would have thought, to have a little bit less pressure on themselves in, in, in the sense that they can go out there and actually try and, and, and play their game, um, knowing that a, a result will be a, a real great result. And, you know, when you've got the pressure of playing one of the lower, the lower teams, then it becomes, you know, real kind of pressure on the players to get the result. So tomorrow, is there less pressure or is it because it's Rangers? None of that matters anyway. I think once the whistle goes, none of that matters anyway. Um, but we've got a good record against uh, Rangers under Steve Gerrard and the last two games we've drawn, we've got a good point in nil-nil draw down at Ibrooks uh, earlier in the year. So, as I say, said at the top of the programme, Aberdeen against Rangers, there will be plenty of talking points and I don't think the fact that there's no fans there, that will be anything different tomorrow uh, Johnny Hayes, of course, uh, he is back and huge fans' favourite. He's a player that's had a couple of seasons at Celtic there where he's he's been in and out of the team but he's gained experience that even as an experienced player will really help him and he also when he came on any time he played for Celtic he impressed and uh, he looked very very good I think he may well play again at left back tomorrow that's where he's played last weekend and he played against Rangers there for Celtic yes uh, last season yes so but uh, Johnny just looks the same old Johnny he's all over the place, always running, uh, all over the place in a good way, by the way, <laughs> uh, and uh, lots of running and uh, lots of skill, and uh, I think it's a real boost to have Johnny back. Um, you mentioned Bruce Anderson, and obviously the the striking situation tomorrow for the Dons is a real key area with the injuries to Curtis Main and Sam Cosgrove. Uh, Bruce Anderson, we know, can score the goals. He's done that in pre-season. He's done that at uh, other levels as well. And this is obviously a, a huge opportunity for him. Uh, do you see him getting the nod tomorrow? I, I would be very surprised if Bruce doesn't start. And the other young striker who may well be more involved as a result of Curtis and Sam being out is Michael Ruth, um, mm. who uh, we signed from Queen's Park a year ago. Michael's definitely one for the future and uh, he's also been given a squad number 28 if you're interested and uh, I think Michael could be involved a lot more this this uh, season. Uh, with Bruce Anderson playing, he's not the tallest but he is a great finisher. It, does that affect the way the Dons play? Because with Sam Cosgrove up front, it is the there is the tendency to go right, well let's get it long and let's let's get the goal because Sam Cosgrove, is that's what he's good at. Does that change the style of play? Possibly. The manager said it's not going to, but uh, I think, as you say, Sam's a good target man, whereas Bruce 
is that bit smaller they'll be a lot more of the ball being played to feet now hopefully it means that the, the Dons will have to play it forward rather than lump it up to Sam's so it could be a, a slightly different style we'll see from Aberdeen tomorrow At Rangers defence we know that they're a strong tall defence but on with the ball at their feet they're not always the best particularly the likes of George Edmondson who I think is prone to a mistake also Connor Goldson with the ball at his feet can be left looking like he doesn't always uh, look the most composed. Is that an area that the Dons can look to capitalise? Because we've seen that in the past where Aberdeen come out and they really put the pressure, um, particularly against Rangers on the defence, um, and really sort of every every time they have the ball, really push them and force them into mistakes. Yeah, they did make mistakes last season. They've had a very good pre-season, Rangers, and uh, have looked fairly solid in, in pre-season. But that, that said, the pre-season we've seen in the past plenty of times where teams have had a good pre-season and then once the competitive action starts the the they've just failed miserably and nothing likewise Aberdeen who have uh, not had in terms of the results great pre-season but in terms of what they, they get out of it I think has been very very positive they could easily go and uh, turn it around because it's when, it's when the competitive action starts it is a totally different ball game yeah absolutely and of course uh, from a Don's perspective getting off to a, a good start is absolutely vital it does it does make it more difficult when you're playing one of the old firm teams first game of the season but on the other hand get the win and then suddenly confidence is is soaring yeah and we've got Celtic up uh, you know in, in just a couple of weeks time so it's a uh, we've got not the easiest start to the season so it's important that we we do try and uh, get the points on the board Right, I've got a question for you. How many times have Aberdeen met Rangers in an opening day fixture? Well, if you don't know, you're about to find out because our very own Statman Andrew Shiny is going to tell us in just a minute. North Sound 1, Red Friday. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, you're listening to Red Friday on North Sound 1 and of course it is Aberdeen Rangers tomorrow. How many times have Aberdeen met Rangers in an opening day fixture? Well, let's find out from our very own stat man, Andrew Shiny. North Sound 1, Red Friday. So Andrew, Aberdeen Rangers at Pitodri tomorrow, opening day of the season. It feels not that long ago that that happened, but it hasn't happened that often. It hasn't actually. Uh, looking back at the record books, uh, it's only the sixth time in the club's history that they've met Rangers in an opening day of the season. I think it's because it's one of the big games of the season. The league bigwigs decided, let's have it September, October, November time as the first game. But incredibly, in the 20th century, it only happened once. That was in 1927 when Rangers won 3-2. I was going to ask how that ended. Uh, It was on the 13th of August, 1927. Right. Uh, But since 2000, in the 21st century... This will be the fifth one, and it's the first one in just a couple of years because, of course, Stephen Gerrard's first game in charge of Rangers was at Pataudry. Mm-hmm. They took the lead, James Tavernier, with a penalty. Surprise, surprise. Penalty for Rangers at Pataudry um, in the first half. But then Bruce Anderson, who is going to play tomorrow, yep. um, popped up with his first ever senior goal for Aberdeen uh, deep into stoppage time just to ruin the day for Mr Gerrard uh, So is that a sign I mean you're the stat man is that, does that s- suggest to you that Bruce Anderson could get himself on the score sheet tomorrow? Well if you look at Bruce's league appearances he's started twice but he's got three goals so uh, Not he's, bad. He's, he's a guy who <laughs> scores goals he, he admits himself he loves scoring goals and he scores all types of goals but 
Tomorrow, if he was to score a goal, it would be a massive goal for Aberdeen yeah. and for Bruce Anderson. A 150% scoring record when he starts. Yeah, pretty yeah good. it would be pretty decent. And also, if he was to score, if it was the first goal for Aberdeen tomorrow, it would be Aberdeen's 400th Premiership goal. Now, Johnny Hayes scored the first ever Premiership goal back in August 2013. Johnny Hayes scored Aberdeen's 200th SPFL Premiership goal. If both only, both if these only games were against Kilmarnock. If only he'd signed for the Dons again. Uh, he has done. <laughs> Funny so that. <laughs> uh, and it's a team wearing blue, <laughs> as Kilmarnock do, that are playing us tomorrow. So what are the odds on Johnny scoring goal number 400? North Sound 1. Red Friday. He's always good for a stat or 10, is uh, Andrew. Or 20. Or 20. Uh, Johnny Hayes, of course, getting the goal. It's possible. He is a player that likes to get forward, even at left back. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't bet against it. No, and if uh, he's one of the the guys that can take the set plays out, out the left at the right and he's scored plenty goals throughout his career so and he, he plays well in the, in the against the bigger teams usually so uh, could easily get one, two hundred and four hundred. Well we've uh, we've got a brand new feature that we're going to be doing on Red Friday and it's it's our uh, it's our Beat the Pundit style uh, uh, competition that we're going to do. Uh, basically the idea here is we're going to get a Don's fan on every week and they are going to go up against you mm. uh, and we're going to see how the predictions go. Now we, historically would you say you're good with your predictions? Against you lot, pretty okay, <laughs> but uh, against the... Against the public, perhaps not. Well, the Red Army do tend to do quite well um, do. generally, and uh, we're going to get our very first uh, beat the pundit of the season. And it's Graham Watt, Don's fan Graham Watt, uh, who's going to be starting us off. Uh, it's going to be a tricky one, I think. Uh, Rangers obviously informed pre season. Uh, obviously, some big ones there. Aberdeen, the likes of Hibs and stuff like that, and St Johnston. It's going to be a tough one. Rangers obviously look at us got that 10 in a row. But hopefully Aberdeen, despite there not being a crowd, can still have that spirit. You know, Aberdeen Rangers, it's always a close game and hopefully Aberdeen can edge it, you know. Ryan Edmondson's been brought in on loan from Leeds United. Obviously, it's uh, difficult just now uh, up front. Uh, there's also Bruce Anderson there as well. How do you think the Dons are going to line up from a centre-forward point of view? Well, it's going to be... Cosgrove's obviously going to be a miss. It's our main point of attack, Cosgrove. But um, it's obviously good news getting Edinson in today. Um, I'm hearing a lot of good things about him from Leeds fans. Obviously, they've been commenting on the Aberdeen page and saying he's a good player. Um, I think Bruce Anderson has shown some really good form uh, in pre-season. He's obviously got himself a few goals. And but we all know Bruce Anderson has got that. He's scored against season. Rangers before, of course, as well. Exactly. Last, last season or season before, the first game. And as you said, so... Um, obviously, he's, 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 he's got to be given a chance. I think he will start tomorrow. Um, I, I think the fans would like that. And you never know. You never know. Start, you might keep it. He might, absolutely. It's a great opportunity for him and any other striker that gets a chance, obviously, with Curtis Maynard and Sam Cosgrove. Uh, let's get your predictions then. It's your chance to beat the pundit. You're up against Dave McDermott. I'm going to start with the games tomorrow. First of all, the big one, the 12.30 kickoff. Aberdeen against Rangers. I'm going to go... Okay, let's move on then to Dundee United. They return to the top flight. They are in the Premiership again. They play St Johnston and Dundee United at home. How is that going to go? I think Dundee United will win 3-0. I think St Johnston will struggle this year. Dundee United not so much by the sounds of it. Hibs Kilmarnock? I fancy Hibs have obviously been a lot of signings. I'm going to say 2-0 Hibs. Did you say 2 or 3? 2-0 Hibs. 2-0 Hibs. Okay, St Mirren Livingston? 2-0 Hibs. 
Uh, on Sunday, Celtic, well, they're looking to try and get their 10 in a row, of course. It's a big season. It's been a weird pre-season for them, I think. But Celtic-Hamilton, 4.30 kick-off Sunday. How's that going to go? And then on Monday night, we've got the final game of the weekend. Ross County-Motherwell, 7.45 kick-off. Uh, I'm going to be... I'm going to go with Ross County here. 2-0 Ross County. There we go then. That's Graham's thoughts ahead of the first weekend of the Scottish Premiership in the new season. Uh, we're going to get yours in a second, Dave, but before that, some breaking news. Yeah, Tommy Hoban, who had a successful spell on loan from Watford before he was seriously injured against Hibs, uh, has signed until January, which is great news. He came on as a substitute in the closed doors game against Hibs last Saturday and although he hadn't played any game of football for many months he certainly didn't look out of place and with Michael Devlin currently out um, I think that's a great piece of piece of business and certainly I would expect Tommy to be involved tomorrow as well so could have a couple of new faces or one new face and one familiar face familiar one yeah uh, and pleased for him as well because yeah, he did a, have a, such a big injury yeah I, I forgot a pal who's a Watford fan who said that uh, he was such a good player, but the unluckiest player in the world, and such a, a lovely guy as well. So great to see him back, and, and a re- really, really good uh, defender, comfortable in the ball, and a uh, big, strong guy. So great to see Tommy back. Yeah, a bit of strength and depth as well in the Don squad. Uh, we're going to get your predictions as you go up against Graham Watt, Don's fan, in our first week of our Beat the Pundit. And, uh, of course, we will find out well in due course whether or not it's going to be you or the Don's fans that uh, come out on top. But uh, it is our very first one. We'll get your thoughts after we get the latest North Sound 1 news headlines. Across North East Scotland, North Sound 1 News. The First Minister is urging us to think about how often we're heading out to socialise. 30 new cases of coronavirus have been reported across Scotland in the last day, with around half of them among people in their 20s and 30s. We're also being warned against all but essential travel to coronavirus hotspots in the northwest of England, which are back under a mini-lockdown, and a planned easing of restrictions south of the border is also being postponed. Douglas Ross will compete to become the next leader of the Scottish Conservatives and will try to win a seat at Holyrood in May, but the Murray MP says he'll stay in the House of Commons until the next general election. And in football, Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes insists there's no chance of him moving for Scotland striker Stephen Fletcher. Stephen's a free agent, but he can still command a salary way above and beyond anything that anybody here gets. As nice as that would be, and I'm not here to answer all season rumours and speculation, um, but way, way off. The Dons have signed 19-year-old striker Ryan Edmondson from Leeds until January. That's the latest. I'm Neil Murray. North Sound 1. Get all the biggest hits and the biggest throwbacks without lifting a finger. Just ask your smart speaker to play North Sound 1. It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1. Red Friday. Yes, we got our predictions from Don's fan Graham Watt ahead of the first weekend of the Scottish Premiership for the 2020-2021 season. It's a mouthful. And uh, we're about to get yours, but first of all, you, you heard it there in the news, Stephen Fletcher, it's not happening. No, it was one of these rumours that come regularly on uh, social media and internet and the internet, but uh, no. No. 
Brian Edmondson is uh, that's happened uh, Brian Edmondson's more in our price bracket <laughs> than Stephen Fletcher right, let's look ahead to the weekend's games then I'll come back to the Aberdeen one last but tomorrow afternoon Dundee United St Johnston 1-1 uh, ok uh, Hibs Kilmarnock uh, I think I watched Hibs last week um, they look good they've made a couple of good additions uh, Alex Gog- Gogic who was with Hamilton Kevin Nisbet uh, who sco- was scoring for fun for Dunfermline last season but it'll be interesting to see how he gets on it in the top flight uh, so I think Hibs will be- just be too strong for Kilmarnock 2-1 and then uh, the other one is St Mirren Livingston and Paisley at 3 o'clock tomorrow yeah 1-0, 1-0 St Mirren I don't think that'll be one for the purists uh, kind of odd pre-season for Celtic it's been a real up and down one but they are at home to Hamilton which you would think surely one winner in that yeah and I'm, I'm going for a fairly hefty 12 nil. no 5 nil. <laughs> ok 5 uh, on Monday evening it's Ross County Motherwell I think Motherwell will just sneak that one 2-1 up in Dingwall well there we go there's the predictions from both Dave McDermott and, and the Aberdeen game and Graham Watt uh, barring one big one <laughs> which is of course tomorrow uh, Aberdeen Rangers I think this is the only prediction I got that was the same as Graham's uh, 2-1 Aberdeen 2-1 ok well there we go who will come out on top North Sound 1 Red Friday yeah, just looking at some of those other games because there's some interesting fixtures this weekend. Well, they're all interesting because we haven't had any football for so long. But uh, the one that interests me is Dungeon United coming up. And, uh, of course, uh, all change there as well. But coming up into the top flight and they've got St Johnston, who you feel uh, might be a candidate for, you know, the bottom, the sort of relegation dogfight, I think, this season. Well, it's, it's two teams with new managers, Mickey Mellon in charge at, uh, for the Tangerines and uh, Callum Davidson taking over in Perth. And St. Johnson actually impressed me. Oh, again, it was only a, a, a friendly, but they looked uh, not not too bad. Craig Conway uh, looks as though he's joining them. Very experienced player who came on at Pataudry and and looked looked good. And uh, as I say, I, I think United will find the step up. Obviously, a bit harder than last last season when they were winning right, left, and centre. So I, I think St. Johnson. I don't see them being. Bottom six. I, th- I think St. Johnson will still get into that top six. They'll, they'll, they'll still do it. Uh, for Dungeon United, it is a, it's a weird situation because they had that momentum and you do feel that that's a real blow to them, losing what was the momentum of the management and, and coming up the league and then suddenly it's all changed. Yeah, although Mickey Mellon, it's uh, an interesting one, another one that I'm sure will get plenty of stories. Uh, Great headline. But, but is, I know, <laughs> indeed. Uh, I mean, retaining the services of Lauren Shankland is, mm. is number one priority, I'm sure, for for United and uh, with the transfer window having been extended that's obviously all have their, their nerves jangling um, until that, that closes and hopefully for their sake he's still a, a United player obviously Mark Reynolds is the club captain there we all know Mark and he's a, a fantastic professional and uh, you know for, for, for his sake uh, and Cammy Smith's another with mm. the Aberdeen connection back after his loan spell in Ireland so and he scored last week in the friendly so no, it's, uh, as you said there's talking points in all the games in Scottish yeah, football yeah. as always and that's the way that uh, well that's why we love it so much uh, St Mirren Livingston tomorrow as well uh, one of the games again they're two teams that for me I, I think St Mirren particularly I, I do have my worries from a St Mirren point of view next season or yeah. this season yeah Jim Goodwin I think's done a, a good job fit team very fit team yeah and uh, as I say I think home advantage even without the crowd um, will see them sneak it against Gary Holt's team who if Gary Holt likewise can hold on to Lyndon Dykes 
that's going to be such a boost for, for them and their fans uh, Moving on to Sunday Celtic Hamilton Celtic of course have uh, brought in a new goalkeeper It's uh, well, the Fraser Forster saga went all through the summer and it's not him in the end Yeah and uh, he's an international Greek international keeper so I'm sure he'll do very well but uh, with Craig Gordon and Fraser Forster move, moving on it's, uh, you've got two keepers of uh, huge experience and of course Scott Bain as a mm-hmm. Scotland international as well so he, he's still at, uh, at Celtic Park yeah, uh, and then on Monday you've got Ross County Motherwell, where uh, again you do you, you do wonder how the seasons are going to go for both teams. Motherwell strong when they're strong, but they do have these big runs where suddenly everything sort of falls apart. Yeah, Steve Robinson's got a great knack of uh, picking up players from the lower echelons of the English leagues and uh, reinventing them. And uh, mm. the, there's uh, lots of examples. Uh, Stuart Kettlewell now in sole charge up up in Dingwall. Both teams have made signings. There's different squads from last season, so it's interesting. I've gone from Motherwell win just because I think, you know, Motherwell just have too much for Ross County. But of course, as has been hmm. the case in plenty of times before, I could be completely wrong. Well, that's it. And it was, of course, two years ago that the Dons last hosted Rangers in an opening day fixture. Uh, Andrew's got the lowdown in stats that you need to know about that one and more ahead of tomorrow. Looking back. To that game, of course, Alfredo Morelos was sent off early on. Uh, Kevin Clancy was the referee, but it was Graham Stewart, the assistant referee, who spotted him kicking Scott McKenna. And he was red-carded. Guess who's running the line tomorrow? Oh, is it the same? Graham Stewart. once again. Um, That same weekend, Celtic beat Livingston 3-1. St Mirren 1-2-1 at home to Dundee. Kilmarnock beat St Johnson 2-0 at Rugby Park and Hearts do you remember them? they used to be in the Premiership oh vaguely (laughs) vaguely they won 4-1 at Hamilton Arcades and then we played on the Sunday and that same day Hibs hammered Motherwell 3-0 at Easter Road now you're the musician amongst us Mm -hmm. who was number one that day Uh, in the UK charts? Which so so which year we twenty thirty we were talking the fifth of August twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen, two years ago. Number one, two years ago, I should probably know. I'm gonna guess it's something like uh, Justin Timberlake, can't stop the feeling. Well, you got the feeling bit right. In my feelings by Drake. Okay, I was slightly off. I got the feeling bit, but that's that's about it. Yeah. Um as I mentioned, you know, there's been a couple of other opening day meetings since two thousand, a nil nil draw on the seventh of August two thousand four, a three nil win for Rangers on the twenty eighth of july two thousand and one. We don't want to talk about them. But to find Aberdeen's only opening day win against Rangers, you have to go back to the thirteenth of August nineteen seventy seven. Okay. That was Billy McNeil's first game in charge of Aberdeen at Pitodry. Like Bill Shankly at Liverpool, he put on a red shirt for the day which went down well, obviously, with the away support, went down really well with the the home support, particularly when his team ran out 3-1 winners. Joe Harper scored a goal, Drew Jarvie got two, Bobby Russell got the goal for Rangers, and on the day, Bragg, the men's outfitters in Aberdeen, Mm -hmm. long since gone, Mm -hmm. uh, were sponsors of the Man of the Match award. So Joe Harper scores his goal, does his knee slide in front of the beach end, and he makes sure that he's right next door to the Bragg sign <laughs> so that it's in the papers on the Monday morning, the Sunday and the Monday morning uh, with Bragg and Joe in, in he's the He's a shot, clever man. Thinking, that's me guaranteed to get man of the match because I'll see what I've done here. No, nah, Drew scored twice. He got the man of the match award, which was a white suit. 
Now, very 70s. Very 70s. Uh, maybe not very Drew Jarvie. No. But Drew got the suit and he did wear it out and about in the town wow. quite a, a number of occasions. <laughs> and seen him at the other end of Union Street. Absolutely. But that same season, we finished second in the league behind Rangers. Celtic, would you believe, were fifth in the table that year. Uh, Bobby Clark and Willie Miller were the only two ever presents for Aberdeen. Alec McLeish made his league debut uh, in that season. And needless to say, Joe Harper was top scorer with 27 Probably goals. guessed that one. Number one in the UK charts, Donna Summers. Which uh, song? I Feel Love. Correct. Oh. Well done. Uh, James Callahan and Jimmy Carter were in number 10 Downing Street and the White House. I was going to say, what was their hit? <laughs> uh, I don't remember any hits for James Callahan. Um, but uh, at the pictures, The Eagle Has Landed, the Jack Higgins book. Okay, and yeah. Film, uh-huh. Which is on the TV all the time nowadays. Yeah. Annie Hall and Smokey and the Bandit. North Sound 1. Red Friday. Yeah, I mean, the things that Andrew knows that uh, maybe not necessarily the most useful of information, but certainly uh, stats, there's no one better. I'm pretty sure he didn't <laughs> know that Drake was number one two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Uh, right, this is Red Friday, it's North Sound 1, and of course, tomorrow it's a huge day because it's the first day of the Scottish Premiership season, and it's Aberdeen against Rangers at Petodre. It's a 12.30 kickoff. We're going to hear from Craig Bryson in just a minute. <laughs> Yes, we are back. Brand new season starts tomorrow, albeit a little bit different, and it is Aberdeen against Rangers at Petaudry. It's a 12.30 kickoff. And Craig Bryson has had a stop-start career at the Dons, mostly down to injuries, and he knows that it's had an effect on the way that things have started for him. The Dons season, last season, missing a lot of it due to injury. So just to get back playing and back involved in training with the lads has been fantastic for me. And when you do come back and you've got the, the six weeks to prepare for a Rangers game, it seems so far away, but it's, it's absolutely flowing. North Sound 1, Red Friday. He's the kind of player that the Dons could really use his experience this year. Yeah, we've uh, not. He's been so frustrating a first season for him, just through different injuries. He picked up the ankle injury against St. Johnson, just couldn't get that, get rid of it, and uh, as a result, we didn't see anything like the best of Craig Bryson. Yeah. Got his first goal against Hibs last week in a, a red shirt, as he said. Afterwards, he wished he'd kept it for this Saturday. <laughs> I but, bet. Uh, but there's no reason why he can't get another one. But take uh, because that, that was one of the things. You look at some of the goals that Craig scored when he was with Derby. From he's a real box to box mid midfielder, and he certainly uh, can can find the net. Um, but uh, as I say, hopefully he can stay injury free this season, and if he does so, he'll be a huge player for Aberdeen. And he's only 33, and I think and still having that experience, but still at an age where he's you know he's he could be potentially at his peak of his career at 33. Yeah, he's, he's still got, there's plenty left in the tank for for Craig, and uh, he is a quality. We know from all the emails that Derby fans sent <laughs> when he joined Aberdeen, they were absolutely gutted that he he was leaving. So. Yeah. Uh, no, a really, really good player, good professional and a, a big player for Aberdeen, hopefully this season. Yeah, it is opening day tomorrow and strange things happen on opening day sometimes. And our stat man, Andrew, can tell us about some previous opening day fixtures involving the Dons. Also on the 1st of August, this time it was 1992, Duncan Shearer made his Aberdeen debut. He scored twice in a 3-0 win against Hibs. Roy Aiken also made his first Dons appearance that day. The Hibs goalkeeper was... 1992, Andy Gorham? No, it was actually a 
a Don, somebody who came back to the Dons, it was Jim Leighton. Oh, was, of course. Jim of course. was there at that yes, time. Yes, of course he was. And with the start of the RDS construction, the petardy capacity was cut to 14,000. Now, wouldn't we give our eye teeth to see a <laughs> fraction of that number in Petaudry tomorrow? Strange times, Andrew. Well, let's get your thoughts on whether Bruce Anderson is going to score tomorrow, whether the Dons are going to get their 400th goal and whether they're going to get the points. It's going to be tight. Always is, Aberdeen Rangers. I'm intrigued to see what the reaction of the players is to going out there into what is normally an absolute cauldron of noise when... There's no fans there at all. Will it sort of calm some people down who maybe are hyper when they're, they're playing in that type of fixture? Will it lift some others who are maybe a little bit apprehensive? I really don't know. It's still very early in the season. Rangers' pre-season form has been decent, but I haven't seen any of their games. I don't know what the fitness level of their opposition has been like. Uh, I've seen a couple of Aberdeen's pre-season games. There are good signs there, particularly with Johnny Hayes being back. He's just as quick, just as dynamic as he ever was. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that both sides, if you offered them a draw just now, would say thanks very much. And I think it will end up being a share of the spoils. I would like to think Bruce Anderson would get the goal, (laughs) but... Having said all these previous stats about Johnny, it wouldn't surprise me if he popped up and got it. So I'm thinking 1-1. North Sound 1, Red Friday. Yeah, and, well, 1-1. Is that a scoreline that Derek McInnes at this point would be happy with? Not not publicly, but I think privately, uh, as Andrew says... You know, both managers would probably take that. Uh, Stephen Gerrard knows how difficult it is to go to Pataudry, fans or no fans. And uh, to be honest, a point is not the worst result. It's just important to get off to get something on the board in the first game. You don't want to end up a defeat in the first game of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for Rangers, this season's all about stopping Celtic's 10 in a row bid and Stephen Gerrard is aware that tomorrow is a real challenge for his side. I think the important thing for us is to try and hit the ground running and try and take our pre-season form into this first game. It's a tough challenge, Aberdeen. You know, historically, even before I come, it's a tough challenge going away to Patoji. But you can only go on successful winning runs if you win the next game. So the plan is to try and start strong and, and take three points and and really try and put a statement out there with our performance. Yeah, we do know that Derek's very organised in terms of his shape uh, and he does like his players to be really disciplined within that. So for me, it's about preparing Rangers to be in the best possible shape. We expect a tough challenge and, and a good game, but the, the games have been really entertaining up here at Patodri and hopefully it's the same and we can come up with the outcome that we want, but we believe we're ready. Yeah, uh, if you spoke to Andrew and got his thoughts on the stats behind this, you know he would say that the 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 way that Aberdeen play against Rangers generally over the last couple of years, it's it's been pretty positive. Results have been okay as well. Uh, so Stephen Gerrard knows that going into this, and he'll be really really anxious about getting that first win on the board. Of course he will. Um, as I said earlier, uh, his record against Aberdeen since he arrived two years ago is is not great to be perfectly honest, particularly at Petardry. So. Um, it's I, I I agree. It's it's whoever adapts to the different situation the best. But as I say, once that whistle goes, anything can happen. Let's yeah. hope that it's a, a home win. Well, let's talk about the Dons a bit then. Uh, ahead of that, then for you, which player is the one that people need to look out for tomorrow? The one that you think might have an influence on the result? Um, Johnny Hayes, obviously, but also think Funsojo in the middle of the park he, he's a really gifted midfielder he doesn't give the ball away at all 
again in the two pre-season games I, I witnessed he was very very his pass percentage rate must be right up there with, with the best so Funso and Craig Bryson we heard from I think Craig's another one is, you know you think of our mid- midfield options you've got Dylan McGeer who's been out injured um, even young Miko Virton who probably he's been injured as well but he might go out on loan as we mm. said um, so I think Dylan's been back. Dylan is back in training, so he could be involved. In terms of uh, other players, Shea Logan is back in training. He missed out the last couple of games. Uh, Ash Taylor went off with a tight hamstring early doors last Saturday. But uh, there's a lot of excitement. Matty Kennedy is another mm-hmm. one who came on to such a good game just before before. Everything stopped. Yeah, for March. Uh, yeah, and, and you look at the wide players we've got now. McGinnis capable of producing genius. Uh, you've got young Connor McLennan. You've got Ryan Hedges, who's now desperately trying to get into the European Championships 2021 for mm-hmm. to feature for <laughs> for Wales. So we've got lots lots of options. And uh, young Dean Campbell in the middle of the park has looked very good when he's been playing. We've got Scotty Wright who can play out wide yeah, as well. True. So. There's there's a lot of positives, and uh, as Derek has said on many an occasion, it's a great squad, a great bunch of lads, but all got a great attitude. There's no no loners or any; they all get on with each other and mix well. And Rangers don't have their striking problems to seek either. Of course, Alfredo Morelos it looks like he will be away sooner rather than later. He's in the squad tomorrow. Whether he plays or not, well, who knows? Well, it depends where his head is because uh, if he, only he knows. And we'll see what happens when his head isn't in the game. Exactly, and uh, you know, and also how far down the line the Lille situation is, whether he is going to go, um, and Defoe's obviously out injured, so they're struggling a bit. Of, as Aberdeen are, of course, with mm. Curtis and Sam missing. So it's it's always an interesting. It's great, as you said right at the top of the program. It's great to have football back, albeit <laughs> in a very surreal way, but at least it is back. It is, and it, uh, as you say, surreal as it is, um, it, it is great that we have a weekend where we can actually talk about football. Uh, just a word on the fans, it is going to be frustrating for the Dons fans who haven't missed a match in so long, just a, a word about the fans and the support that they give the club at this well, stage. Well, they've, they've been absolutely magnificent in, during lockdown and support for the club, and, and to be fair, Dave Cormack has played a blinder in terms of keeping the fans informed with regular updates and amount of season tickets that have been sold. It's going to be a long, long time yet before football is back to the way it was, if it ever gets back to that way, depending on how long social distancing has to be observed because you think a normal football match, social distancing doesn't happen. And the players are getting checked regularly as well and the staff as well and seems to be there. Yeah, all sorts of uh, rigours to go through. But as you saw at St Mirren last week with seven (laughs) cases, Jim Goodwin and some of his staff we're not out the woods yet and yeah. uh, there is a real risk that a, a second wave could if if we don't yeah, observe we're not careful. distancing etc. Well if nothing else it's going to be a very very interesting weekend of football. We will be back next Friday of course don't forget that tomorrow it is Aberdeen against Rangers. It's a 12.30 kickoff at Pataudry. It's time to talk football. Time to talk Dons. North Zone 1, Red Friday.